Hello, it's Oopsie Daisy. I'm Ashley. It's your girl, Vanessa. So guess what? What? I got my blue light glasses. Oh. <laughs> right? And you laugh at me, but as we know, safety, safety is not a joke. Uh-huh. It's not a laughing matter. And actually, I find my eyes are not tired now by using them. I thought they were supposed to have the opposite effect. Like, because the whole thing is that, like, blue light keeps you awake but it makes your eyes strain so it makes your eyes tired so it's not like you're tired it's your eyes are like constantly feel heavy and strained and tired and this actually my eyes aren't tired because they're not straining from the blue light so how how long do you wear it like all day yeah because i'm on the i'm on screens all day (laughs) (laughs) so i have been wearing it all morning since i woke up at nine and it is now two, and I've been wearing them the whole time. Huh. But they have no prescription, I... so it's just just blue. Well, yeah, I wouldn't get prescription. I, well, you I'm would if you needed glasses. Well, yes. I mean, I technically do have a prescription glasses, but I would need to probably get it re-looked at because I haven't worn them in, like, forever. What's wrong with you? Well... Like, I need them for really far distances, so they're ideal for, like, when I drive. So you don't wear them when you drive, is what you're saying? I can still drive. It's just that I can't see... You are a danger to society. No, I just, I can't see the name of the streets I have to turn down to until I get to them. (laughs) Of to society? There's children who are going to die because you can't see them? No. Like, I can see them. I just can't read shit. I'm going to go to Florida, and there's going to be a citizen's arrest. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. It is. Okay. Not that bad. You're under arrest. Otherwise, I would have gotten an updated subscription. You are under arrest. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Um, is there anything else we want to say before we begin the episode? No. That's all okay. I wanted to say to prove you wrong that my glasses work and yours don't. I don't. I haven't. I usually use them late at night, and like they did somewhat feel like they worked. I don't know if it's like a placebo effect or whatever. I was thinking like it's probably a placebo effect, but I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel great because people because people say like, oh, it's gonna work. You're gonna feel better. It's you know, it's not gonna make your eyes tired. And then you put them on, and you're like, wow. My eyes feel already better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's not, I'm, I'm still riding that high, so I'm saying it's working. A couple of days later, maybe like the next podcast, she'll be like, no, they suck. They don't work. No, they work. <laughs> I got huge ones, so they cover my whole eyeball, but I'm not Professor Trelawney. <laughs> All right. So in this episode, we are going to be going over the Life with Eric episode, The Venturian Candidate. And Vanessa, do you want to give us your summary? Yes. Yes, I do. It is a very simple summary. This episode is what every American election is. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to know. It's a circus. A great big okay. circus. Okay. All right. Do you agree with that statement? I mean, it's pretty chaotic, so <laughs> probably. You can't disagree. It's so true. So, the episode starts off with Casey all happily exclaiming that the student council is going to be having an election soon. 
And of course, Emily is just trying to pull Casey. Come on, come on, Casey, come to lunch. Let's just go. Um, and then Casey's like, what's more exciting than seeing democracy in action? <laughs> Literally everything. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Watching a snail move is more exciting than seeing democracy in action. So Emily says as such, and Casey reveals that at her private school, elections were a big deal. But we've already deciphered her school was like ridiculous because the smart <laughs> kids were like the most popular kids. And ugh. Yeah, her her school, her private school in Toronto was like opposite of everything yeah. that Grubbing was the thing to do. We've discussed she has a wacko school. That or literally Casey was so delusional. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the correct one. (laughs) So apparently at their school now, um, it's only a big deal for schleppers. And of course, Casey's like, well, who the heck is a schlepper? And this is when we're finally introduced to Sheldon Slepper, who will be later a character that we see more throughout the show. Sheldon comes from a whole line of President Sleppers. His brother and sister were both presidents when they were um, at school there. And he's a, basically a shoe-in for being president since no one else is running against him. You know what I, I realized, though? Like, when they were like, oh, he's from a whole line, and then they were showing, like, all the Schleppers... Who won? What? I expected it to be like his mom, his dad. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. Like they just said, like, oh, his brother, his sister. Well, it's like, well, okay, his siblings were both president, but like, I think it would have been even bigger deal if, like, even his mom, his dad, his grand- and his great grandfather, yeah, like his grandparents. <laughs> I was expecting that, like, super old school photos from like the forties and shit. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. <laughs> but they just went to like his brother and sister. It's like. Okay, um, but basically Sheldon is just an oddball kind of person, you know, um, he's kind of like Casey in a way that I think he cares about, like, he's probably a good student, but I wouldn't say he's a great student. Yeah. And then, you know, he obviously isn't very athletically gifted, so he doesn't do sports. We don't know that. Do you really think he does sports? You don't know. He could play the badminton. Okay, he could play that, but I'm saying, like, football, hockey. He's not playing that anytime soon. There's more soon. sports than just football Okay, but he wouldn't hockey. be playing baseball. Yeah, He know. wouldn't be doing anything. Huh? You don't know. What, is he the water boy, like, on biscuits? Yo. This is mean. <laughs> Ashley is mean. <laughs> God, just because you didn't play any sports, Ashley. <laughs> I chose not to. <laughs> That's your problem. Because I can't. Because I can't deal with people. That's fair. They. Don't, I hate on team sports that other people don't want to like be on a team. Like I hate ball hogs. That I feel like I had this this um this rant before. I don't recall I this. Hate ball hogs. Of what? I don't recall your rant about ball hogs. So maybe you had it in a dream. I hate it with a passion. Because I played a lot of basketball. And there was always a couple of those people who, when you would pass it to them, 
they would never pass it to anyone else. They would always try to take the shot. Yeah, that's basketball. And I remember this one time. Listen, I was very good at basketball. Okay, I had a nice three-point shot. I was great. But I didn't always go for the shot. I passed it to people. Yes, some of the people on my team sucked because this was regular gym. But you have to pass who's who's open. And I know this one girl especially, she was on the basketball team. So anytime anyone would pass it to her, she would never pass it to anyone else. And so I remember this one time she kept... um, Shooting it, missing. Shooting it, missing. Shooting it, missing. And then it got to the point where she shot it and it missed. I yelled at her in the middle of gym class. I was like, pass the ball! She passed the ball after that. But <laughs> I just want you to know what? that I muted myself that whole rant and I was laughing my ass off the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is wild. <laughs> well, it's especially wild because... Especially in school, I was known as, like, a quiet kid. Like, I don't talk that much. I really don't. Um, So, for me to just, like, go up to this person and be like, pass the ball! It's just like, dude, you suck right now. Pass it to someone who might have a chance. Okay? That's my thing. I I hate when people just can't pass the ball. Like, mmm. And that happened so much when I would ever play like any organized sport, and it just drove me bananas. Oh man, I apologize to the viewership. That was a beautiful rant, but <laughs> I apologize. I opened a can of worms with that one. <laughs> just know I can play. I can play sports with you, just as long as you're willing to be a team player. Oh man, that's all it is. Whew. Okay, so back to the episode discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Sheldon's just kind of like an average Joe. He's nothing special like that we know of in any like regard. It's just the only thing he's really known for is that his siblings were the presidents of the school. So when Casey hears that no one else is running against him, she's all like, what? Don't you people care about democracy and like school policies? I feel like everything Casey talked about and stuff, like why people should like vote for her and everything. I'm like, you Mm -hmm. don't have control over any of those things, Casey. Yes, most likely. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you could bring it up to the the principal. Because I think one of the things was like the... The things don't get clean. The uh, the the bathroom. Okay, that's a that's a a gender issue. So that that's something he can do. And then that's something. But there's like other stuff where I'm like the computers. The computers, like yeah, they're not going to do that. They can't do that. Most likely, you would have to run a fundraiser to come up with money to get new computer, which is something she probably could organize. Like she probably would do something like that. But But, you know, just bringing up these issues and trying to find ways to get them done but i just i just can't (laughs) but anyway um i found it funny though that um when emily points out sheldon she's like yeah like only schleppers really get excited about this stuff she i find it funny that casey judges sheldon because she was like there is no way a guy like that will win and it's just like Casey, you're not that much different. No, they're like, pretty much the like, same. It's not like it's a tinker who's like that. 
you know, a typical nerd, you know, type character or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And he's not, you know, in the realms of Derek, who's like super cool. He's just like an average Joe, just like Casey and Emily are. They're not like at the lowest of the totem pole and they're not anywhere near the highest so they're somewhere in the middle i want to say that he's probably higher than casey maybe probably like casey is like less popular than schlepper oh probably like they're like trying to make themselves out to be like really cool exactly she's just like "Ah, he's horrible who would vote for him she's trying to make herself feel way better because he's cooler than her (laughs) he's the schleppets around her you know (laughs) Yeah. So then Sheldon, he announces to the hall that he has provided free pizza in the cafeteria. Um, And of course, that's when we see Derek for the first time and he comes running down the hall and he's like, free pizza? And then he just keeps running. (laughs) Yo, you know that's how you would win my vote. I'm very... I can be, like, won over so easily with food. My sister does it all the time. She'd be like, can you do this for me? And I'm like, no. She's like but I'll get you Subway, and I'll be like, okay. (laughs) Like, I live through my stomach. So, like, that would work for me. I think it has worked for me in an election at school. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it has. Someone brought pizza, and they're like, vote for me! And I was like, yeah! (laughs) I mean, I think in school elections, it's just, there's nothing they could really do. School elections are nothing, in my opinion. Like, I have never remembered anything significant happening because there was a certain president of the class. I Like, it didn't matter who was there. The same thing was going to happen. Yeah, I, I, we had the same thing. Um, we had two... When I was in grade 12, we had a guy and a girl competing against each other. But it's a popularity vote. It's not even, like, who's gonna try, actually going to be the better of the two. Because the guy who was the better of the two, he lost because it was a popularity contest. All the girls, especially the younger aged girls, like super early high school grade girls, they all voted for the girl candidate. (laughs) It was a popularity contest. And we're like, oh, but this guy's way better. Doesn't matter. And then we had like, and then we had like the treasurers. (laughs) Like you had to elect like everyone. Everyone had to be elected on the council at my school. And then one guy showed up dressed up as a cow, <laughs> and he was making cow puns in his speech, and he was like, vote for me, and everyone's like, yeah, this guy. Oh my god, because of cow puns? <laughs> yeah, he was in a cow outfit. Oh my god. it was all in French, so like, I can't really say what it was what he would say, because no one would get it. He was literally in a cow costume. The guy he was running against was actually... This is funny, considering yeah. what happens later in the... In the- <laughs> I had to bring it up. Um, but everyone was like, yo, this guy actually knows his stuff. Like, this guy was, like, a math genius and everything. And then the kid in the cow costume showed up, and everyone's like, no, cow costume kid wins. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. Kid who could actually do really well as treasurer because he knows how to count and do math stuff. Oh, he was a genius. But, like, guy in cow costume 
well, he has four hooves. <laughs> he should probably be. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I hated the kid who actually should have won it. So I was like, I'm not voting for you. Well, yeah, that also plays into it. Like, especially for school elections. Yeah. You know the candidates sort of have, like, a really good, pretty good idea of them. Mm. Especially because we both went to small schools. Yeah. So it's just like, wow, you have great policies, but I hate you. Uh, yeah <laughs> so it's just like remember that thing you did to me in like fifth grade no but i do so you're not getting my vote exactly um so yeah i mean it's, at least with like presidential elections and stuff you don't actually know the candidate usually mm-hmm. so you can only go off of what they say in like front of the cameras and stuff so it's more unbiased that way in a way so in the blue screen moment that comes after that scene, Casey is saying that she thinks people should stand up for what they believe in and take action. Then she says the Derricks of the world just sit on their butts and complain and get other people to do their dirty work. Why does she always have to bring Derek into something that doesn't have anything to do with him in the moment? It's to make like conflict? no one brought up Derek. I know, but I think it's yeah. a conflict issues. The show has to have things, but no, it shows she's obsessed with him. <laughs> but for real, I mean, like at this point, Derek is nowhere in this like whole topic of the presidential election. Like he didn't make any comment about it. He didn't do anything besides get pizza. Yeah, but here's the thing. And she's bringing it, him up. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Does her obsession tie into her serial killer tendencies? <laughs> I don't know. You're the pro on that. What do you think? I mean, I need to do research. I need to write down this moment. That obsession. I mean, I can... I, before people... Well, this is usually like killers... They become very obsessed, usually, with her target. Their oh, target. Derek's, oh, this is it. Serial killer Casey. More for the TED Talk. <laughs> Obsessive tendencies. Serial killer. Psychopath. Psychopath. Just, you know, that's all okay. about it. So then we cut to dinner. They're eating whatever they are eating. And Derek is just a huge freaking slob. His whole, like, face is covered with whatever they are eating. Um, And he goes to ask for a napkin because as he was going to put it to his face, it fell to the floor. Okay. It just fell to the floor. It didn't even look like it was used yet. Would you just not pick that up right away? Yeah, I would. I'd been like, oop, my bad. Pick it up and then use it. Because it literally looked like he hadn't used it yet, and he just, like, picks it up. It falls out of his grasp, and he's like, oh, get me another one. Like, this guy seems like he's someone who would eat a cookie off the ground. I believe it. He probably would eat something off the ground if he thought it was worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he won't pick up a napkin that was on the ground for, like, a second and use it. Mm Mm-hmm. I oh god okay so apparently they're out of napkins so George tosses paper towels to him and Derek rolls out like a lot more than necessary like he needs probably like one little sheet of paper towels but he takes like at least three and um this is where we see Lizzie the activist appear oh god this is where everyone gets her like 
what is it? Uh, Greenpeace like cult Lizzie appears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Lizzie, they're they're doing a project in Lizzie's class that uh, calculates the ecological footprints uh, that everyone's family has. Mm-hmm. So then that's just how much you know the family's using the resources. So Casey says that has inspired her. It cuts to Casey at Emily's. Where Emily is telling Casey to not run for president because apparently Lizzie um, inspired Casey to want to run for president herself. And Emily tells Casey that student council is for the socially challenged and not for cool people like them. (laughs) Socially challenged. And Casey's like, we're cool? And Emily's like, not exactly, but we're getting there. Listen. On a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. you're lucky if Emily is maybe at a 4. Yeah. And I would say Casey is about a 3 right now. Oh, I was going to say she's like a 1. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, at best, that's where they are in this, you know. And yeah. I would say Sheldon's maybe 5. Yeah, so Casey's like at the bottom of the totem pole. <laughs> Right, we're saying, like, Derek's number 10, and, like, that's that's where they are. So, for her to be like, yeah, we're getting there, maybe they went up one wrong since the beginning of the show. <laughs> I don't know where she's getting this idea. Maybe because yeah. she thinks, like, in association with Derek now, that it makes her a little cooler, but I, uh, I mm-hmm. don't know. So, Emily tells her that running would ruin her rep for the rest of her high school days. And, but I, I can't see that being the case. Like, at all. Like, Casey has gotten over Grey Grubber. She's gotten over Klutzilla. So, I don't think running for president would be that hard to get over. Neither do I. Like, in these, and especially this school, like, what is, it's happening, what's happening this week? And, and then that's just it. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what you did last week. Yeah, we discussed how, like, the rumor mill and shit is weird in that school, where they, they only care about a girl falling downstairs on a dude's butt instead of, like, Melissa being pregnant with, like, Robert's child. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, completely, completely Backwards. off. Yeah. Yeah, they, they care too much about the little stuff that's just, like, really stupid, but... Um, Emily says she doesn't want Casey to be a council keener and that she should get someone else, another dweeb, to essentially be her puppet so that, like, you know, basically her words, but this person's the front. And Casey suddenly gets this look on her face. She proposes that instead of finding a geek to be her puppet, that she gets a cool person instead. So, of course, she's referring to Derek. But here's my funny thought on this, is how she wants to get a cool person to get to be, like, her puppet. Casey, like, how do you expect, in the real world, we're gonna go off, like, what not happened here, because we know what happens, but how are you supposed to convince someone who's cool to give you the light of day, you know? Well, that's true. To be like, yeah, run for me, and I'll do all the work. No. The person's just gonna say, get the fuck out of my face. Well, I think the thing with Derek is that she feels like she knows how to manipulate him. I guess. Like, she knows him enough, so that's the point where she knows she can manipulate him. 
which is interesting. I think that should be a social, like, um, a sociopath thing. You don't you think so? Yeah. Because she knows how to manipulate someone, and she uses that to her advantage. But yeah, I think we already touched on that. But I'm, I'll, I'll write it down as well because I, it is, it really is. Um, Derek's in his room and he's playing the guitar, and Casey just barges in his room because uh, the door was shut. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to think that this small little behavior is something she picked up from living with the Venturis. Oh yeah. Because I feel like this is something she would have never done. Like, if she had to go to Lizzie's room, she would have been like, Knock, knock, knock. Hi, Lizzie! Or, you know, Mom! But, like, no. She's been living with the Venturis, who just barge into each other's rooms all the time. Mm -hmm. So she's just like, oh, I gotta go into Derek's room. Barge! It was something small, but it just made me think, like, hmm. So she tells Derek that he should run for school president. And, of course, he's just, like, looking at her like she has, like, 50 heads. Like, why the hell would I do that? Pretty much. He's like, I'm not a schlepper. And she's like, right, you're the anti-schlepper. And she's like, you're charming, charismatic, and... Let's let's go... (laughs) Let's pick that up, how she called him charming. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Casey thinks Derek's charming. Oh, yeah, of course she knows. Mm-hmm. Because she probably was under his spell a couple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she tells him he's cool. But Derek, I, I love this line. Um, Derek tells her that there is nothing lamer than student council. Except maybe her. <laughs> no, she, she's the lamest, 100%. <laughs> Um, and then Casey, you know, she says that, but he could make it cool. And Derek's like, well, yeah, but I'm still not going to do it. And he said that it would involve too much work. And he's like, don't you like doing that? Like, why don't you just run? Um, so Casey basically tells Derek that she'll be his campaign manager and that he just has to stand there and look pretty. Look pretty. Again, she's acknowledging that he's attractive. Or at least, I mean, you know. She knows that people think he's, like, hot and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just like, you stay on there, you be the hot piece of meat. (laughs) Yeah. And then you just, you know, just say my words. That's all you have to do. But Derek still declines. And then Casey tells Derek that, oh, well, don't you know that the president gets their own office? That's weird, by the way. Yeah, hey, what's okay, cool? hold on, hold on. Okay, why would you ever give a student their own office? That's what I'm saying. Like, in what world that does that ever happen? That just screams sex scandal. <laughs> it does. <laughs> They're about to be a Monica Lewinsky incident at high school. Because, <laughs> like... If you want to give them a desk in, like, the local, in, like, the main office or something to make them feel important or something, fine, maybe. I don't even think that was ever, like, happened. Mm-hmm. But giving them their own freaking office with a door that they can shut and lock, have their own privacy to, and not be monitored 24-7, that seems like a bad idea. Monolith like, really? But maybe they didn't think much about it because the last couple presidents were schleppers and they probably didn't have game. Maybe. 
probably (laughs) let's be real here but yeah I just don't see that being a good idea whatsoever especially because once she tells him this he has this like daydream (laughs) okay there's this in his daydream he has this girl in like a school kind of like uniform thing with her hair back Mm -hmm. and she's like massaging his like um shoulders and he has He's, like, all laid back in his desk and everything, and he's living the good life. And then Casey comes in, and she had just, like, dry-cleaned his jersey, and she's wearing a very similar outfit to the girl in his daydream. It is, yeah. Okay. So if you're daydreaming about this, you know, why would you give your stepsister, who you supposedly loathe, in the same outfit as the girl... That later he would probably imagine hooking up with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it just creates this, like, weird daydream. Like, Derek, really? Like, this is a very... This daydream, if it wasn't on a family show, could very well turn into a porno. <laughs> it's true. So it's just very, very interesting. But this seems to be the key thing to say because Derek says he'll run. Mm -hmm. So they're at school now and Casey meets Derek on the stairs where she gives him a button to wear that says like, I care. (laughs) And Derek's like, but I don't care. (laughs) That's a gross ass button, by the way. It was. It was like the I was lowercase and... It was like cursive looking i don't know it was just like a really lame button it was yeah but she's like but you have to care and then she gives him like a the speech and derek looks at the speech and then it run rolls to be like five freaking sheets long do you know what those papers reminded me of what my grandfather may he rest in peace had a uh a printer and it had those types of papers that they were just like connected to each other yeah i feel like my grandparents had something like that too so it wasn't like a single sheet it was like a billion sheets connected and then you had to like tear it off because it had like the tear away holes Mm -hmm. god those are ancient yeah so why did casey have (laughs) because she's ancient she has she, an ancient soul. And Derek's like, I'm not reading this. Like, just forget it. I want to be low-key. And then just as he says that, Casey whips out this microphone from, like, God knows where. And yeah. that's being, that's being like, broadcasted to, like, the whole school, like, over the intercoms. And Casey introduces Derek as a candidate. And everyone is like what the hell like what is going on this is the twilight zone so derek he's all like what what the and then he just starts reading casey's speech which is freaking boring i i don't even remember what she said it was like something about democracy and it's like democracy the latin form yeah Yeah. and he was like my fellow student body (laughs) yeah Yeah, it, it was it was bad so eventually he scraps the speech and he's just like, yo, vote for me. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> mic drop. Dude, he did the speech like in the uh, Survivor thing, like I said. Yeah, short and sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are breaking like, it down. Yo, vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Also, if you haven't watched that podcast with the Daisy one with the Survivor, it's a banger. You should you should uh, listen to it. You should definitely do that. Even if you've never watched Survivor, just listen to this. It's worth I it. listened to it at work yesterday because I'm a mm-hmm. fool and I want to see like if the quality is good or anything. I just laughed the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just laughing so hard. Billy Jean. Billie Jean. <laughs> we all stand Billy Jean. <laughs> the backstabbing nun. <laughs> but no, it's a good one. You should listen to that one. So after they do that, seeing people are like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll vote for him. And then Sheldon just comes out with these like two cheerleaders in front of him, making him look like all like a badass. He comes out and he's like, one vote for me could get you a ticket to see Cold Spray. Which is, I'm guessing, Coldplay. <laughs> I guess, and it's just like they can't say Coldplay, so they say Cold Spray. Sounds horrible. It does. It sounds like I'm just going to be pelted with, like, ice cube water. Yeah. (laughs) So, this kid has to, like, his family must be freaking rich. Yeah, if he's, like, getting concert tickets. If he's giving away concert tickets, and he also... Bought pizza for the whole student body. for For what we can say, I doubt he would get one pizza for, like... A whole school. Yeah. <laughs> so that's insane. Like, he has to have money for mm-hmm. this. So we go to Paul's office. So then we go back home to the Venturi, the Venturi household. And Lizzie is outside the bathroom counting flushes. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> that... <laughs> One, especially with who they're in the house with, that's got to be really stinky. She's not in the bathroom with them. She's not going to smell it. No, not in the bathroom, outside the bathroom, but still, the smell when you open up the doors. Yeah, okay. She's outside the bathroom, and Edwin comes out of the bathroom, and he and Lizzie yells at them because he used four flushes. To do one thing? What? He flushed four times for one thing? I guess. Or is she counting like four flushes throughout the day? I don't know. I would assume she's talking about how many flushes he used for that one time. Oh, that's just horrible. Like, either he... <laughs> either he really, you know, had to go. So he was doing like... That's how many it took to get it all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> or he's just unnecessarily wasteful. Yeah, Lizzie should yell at him. Um, because why the hell do you have to flush the toilet four times? Like, I just... Especially, like, Edwin sometimes. He seems to do things just for no reason whatsoever. He does. So then Lizzie goes to the kitchen, and it looks like Nora and George are using, like, every appliance in the room all at once and so she kind of like yells at them it's the b plot of the episode Mm-hmm. and then we're back to derek's room and casey is talking about sheldon's bribery about the cold spray tickets and derek's like yeah so we have to fight his bribery with dirt And Casey's like, well, I'm running a clean campaign. He's like, yeah, to the ground. Casey then says, well, why don't we ask a typical voter? So they get Emily in, and she's the typical voter. 
And apparently they've already give their like sides of the story or whatever. So Casey apparently gave a 20 minute speech about recycling. Yeah, she's like 2.0 Lizzie. She's like, maybe she's the leader of the Greenpeace cult that Lizzie's a part of. But we just don't know. Because who can give a riveting 20 minute speech about recycling? <laughs> no one. Maybe David Suzuki. <laughs> because David Suzuki is dope. But no. So Emily tells her, like, it was a great speech, but it was boring. <laughs> and, you know, and then she tells Derek that his dirty smear campaign was really dirty. And now I want to know what he, like, proposed there. Yeah, it's kind of... Because she made it seem, I like, know. really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean... Maybe he, like, brought up so many bad things, <laughs> like... He's a bedwetter! No. What if he was, like, <laughs> a sex know. scandal? Like- <laughs> Ooh. Maybe. <laughs> Ooh. Right as that happens, Edwin comes in, and he somehow has a poll of what people are going to vote for and it shows Slepper way ahead of Derek. But how does Edwin have a poll? I don't know, especially for high schoolers and he's in like middle school, junior high. Yeah, I don't know. And like, does he have his like own page? Like, cause I don't even think Facebook or anything was really prevalent no. around this time. What, what year is this? Like 2005? 2007 maybe? I don't think it's seven. I think it's like five or six. Maybe. Well, it's it's at the most 2006, probably. Yeah, because Facebook doesn't exist then. And even when it was exist, like it started, it was for college students exclusively. So if anything, they have MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> but um, the school has a MySpace for just for like presidential votes. <laughs> but anyway, so like. In any regard, Edwin still would have to reach out to most of the student body to get a regular, like, somewhat of a good read of Mm -hmm. what the vote's going to be projected to be. But, like, I don't even know how that would work. (laughs) Yeah. He pretends he's Derek, and he goes on to these sites and be like, hey, who's going to vote for this? Like, I don't know. It's just... It's really weird how he ha- all of a sudden has, like, these stats, but whatever. And um, Derek's like, well, I want to play dirty, um, but Casey doesn't. So he says that he's going to do whatever he wants anyway at the debate tomorrow, and if she doesn't like it, she should run. Um, mm-hmm. And then Emily's like, no, 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 uh, Casey, no, no. And then Casey's like, I'm going to run. <laughs> so... Oh. <laughs> After all this, Casey's just going to run. (laughs) Yeah, she's a fool. So, at the debate, you have Casey, Derek, and Sheldon on stage. This is the first ever debate um, that the school has had. Which, that's interesting. That doesn't make sense. Because, like, there's only been three schleppers. So what about all the other ones in between or before that? Exactly. So like no one's ever bit cared enough. Like only one person's cared. Apparently, I don't remember my school having school debates. We already discussed um, my school. <laughs> I don't really remember them ever having anything. Like I just remember like 
I don't even think they really talked about issues they would go to. They were just like, uh, they used to do it in groups, I think, at my school, where like this person would be president, this would be vice president, this one would be treasurer, and this one would be something else. Hmm. And you would vote based on that group. That's the group you wanted. That's a fucked up debate thing. Yeah, it was very weird. So, um, but yeah, that's how we would vote for, like, we would basically vote for the whole, like, group in one go. So, like, yeah, I want to vote for group A. So, all those people, I would want them to have those positions. But what if there's, like, a good president in one group, a good treasurer in another group, a good, like, vice president in another group? (laughs) That sucks. (laughs) The ultimate group. But you see, there was also a lot of time consisted of cliques. So yeah. group A would be like all the people in drama club or something like that. And then like group B would be like the straight A people. Like, you know what I mean? It was something always like that. So it was just like, eh. I hate it. I know. I, but I don't remember them ever doing anything. So I don't really think it had much use. Mm-hmm. I feel like in middle school, because we had an eighth grade president. Okay. That was probably more a big deal than, like, the high school one. Because everyone would make their own poster and they would post it um, around the cafeteria. (laughs) And then, like, during, like, getting our lunch and everything, we would read everyone's, um, like stuff and you know mainly it was like did you make a good pun <laughs> yep that's like mine did you make a cow pun? yeah you're <laughs> you're in basically did you make a good pun or like did you make an interesting thing because they i don't even think they put policies or anything on their things it was just like their picture their name and what they were going for because i think they also had a vice president and a treasury um spot for eighth grade too but yeah it was just very weird. I don't know. But it was definitely nothing like this school. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Right off the bat, Sheldon's like, hey, now it's for two of the Sheldon Slepper voters. Two of you are going to get the coal spray tickets. So he's he's bumping that up one more. Um, And then Derek's like, I rebut that. <laughs> and Casey's like, Derek, you can't rebut that. I rebut that too. Amazing. He says, like, oh, I'm not going to bribe you like Schlepper, and I'm not going to bore you like Casey. And then Derek shows a picture of Sheldon when he was a kid, dressed as a bunny. But, like, would that really stop people from voting for him? No. Like, he was clearly a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, (laughs) I mean, if he showed up to school, like, last week wearing that for no reason i could see why that might be like you're gonna vote for this guy he dresses up as a bunny for fun yeah but like it's just that wouldn't persuade me at all i'd be like haha that's a a funny picture of him but like if i like him more than i do Derek or casey i'm still going to vote for him it's not going to change my feelings on who i want to vote for exactly so then obviously sheldon is upset and Derek's like, well, are you ashamed of your past? And Casey butts in. She tells Derek that her and Sheldon won't stoop to his level. 
But apparently Sheldon has, since he brings out a blown-up picture of Casey in a, clown, in a cow costume from a dance thing that she did when she was younger. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny about that, do you remember, like, the backs behind-the-scene episodes? The behind-the-scene episodes? Where they, they watch this episode and comment on it. So apparently oh, no. the Schlepper one was completely photoshopped. Really? Yeah, so they had to, they just got a picture of him as a kid and then they like put bunny ears on it or something. But the Casey one is legit. Well, yeah, I figured the Casey one was legit because Ashley's been yeah, dancing. Yeah, so that was a legit one. They just went through her like <laughs> family photo album and was like, "Give us that dancing cow." <laughs> and I have to say that I uh, I can relate because I was a cow as well. Not in a dance, but I was a cow in a song in grade four. And the costume had udders, so everyone said oh I was... my god. <laughs> everyone said to me, you were utterly amazing. <laughs> well, at least it was positive. Yeah, well, I just kept playing with the udders. I was in grade four. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> good <clears throat> i just picture you little vanessa in a cow uniform and you're, and you're just oh, just to be legit with this the cow costume i wore in grade four was the same cow costume the guy wore at the election <laughs> it was the exact same one and just think i'm in grade four so i'm like four foot nothing and this guy wore and he was like six foot something Oh my god. So it was like shorts on. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's hilarious. But again, like something like this would not affect my feelings on. I just Casey. find it funny how he got dirt up on her. The one that no right, one. Not no one's going to vote for her. So why are you bringing up dirt on a candidate that's not going to win? Because uh, apparently Edwin, like Schlepper, called the house, called Edwin. And bribed Edwin for $5 yeah, for a picture of Yeah, but if Casey. you're going to do something, you're going to bribe Edwin to get something on Derek. <laughs> right, unless threat. he tried to, but Edwin was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, he would probably have to pay Edwin a lot of money. Probably. And for Casey, it would be like $5. Maybe. Because we, like, he was coming downstairs and he was already on the phone, wasn't he? Yeah. So maybe you can assume that he asked Edwin about Derek first and because Edwin's scared of Derek, he was like, no, I'm not doing that. You crazy? So the next best thing was like, all right, well, Casey, like, you know. So then Derek, he's just saying like, oh, well, you know what? I'll promise weekly assemblies, fire drills, anything that could get you out of the class. And then Sheldon trying to one-up Derek, he's like, I'll promise you the shirt off my back. And then he goes to take that shirt off his back <laughs> But he can't get it over his head and it's stuck. Um, Casey gets upset, saying, you know, this is supposed to be a debate, not a circus. But um, she knocks the podium off the stage. And Derek is just standing there, letting them both be chaotic and stupid. And he just looks like he's a million bucks. Yep, he's always a million bucks, though. So then we go back to the Venturi house in the kitchen and we find that Lizzie has poured like out the entire contents of the trash um, on the counter. And I guess she's trying to figure out, you know, if certain things should be recycled or not. 
and George and Nora come in and they're like, what the heck is going on here? And Lizzie shows them that their carbon footprint would be fine if they were a house uh, hold of 50. That's like impossible. So, like they're using enough resources in the house for uh, a family of 50. So um, George and Nora are both like begging Lizzie to let them have another chance before she gives her results to her uh, class. Basically because they do not want to hurt their rep. Not to save the environment or anything, but because they don't want to be ostracized by the neighborhood and the city. But it's just like a little green troop that doesn't really mean anything. That's <laughs> This show is wild. <laughs> but again, like, why are so many people care about their rep? I don't get it. I don't know either. They're like parents think they're like teenagers in high school again oh my god we carpool together lizzie <laughs> don't release that information and then it goes to casey's room and casey is showing emily a list of things she wants to do to get the students on her side and emily is like oh yeah they do sound like really good ideas uh, i think like we said that it was to help clean the um bathrooms bring in the computers stuff like that mm-hmm. And Edwin comes in with an updated poll. <laughs> and Derek is in first, Sheldon's in second, and Casey's in fourth. <laughs> because the vote for none of the above was in third place above Casey. But, like, at that point, wouldn't Casey be like, okay, well, I have no chance. I'm bowing out of this. I'm making a fool of myself. Because. Because even, cause even Emily was like, well, why don't you quit while you're behind? Yeah, like a sane person. <laughs> and Casey's just like, no, because Casey's stubborn as all hell. Ugh. And, you know, she doesn't like admitting defeat. And um, she thinks that she still has a chance to persuade everyone. I hate it. To, to like, it, it's just so sad for Casey. So sad. Um... So then it's night and it's in the living room. It's dark and Edwin is creeping down the stairs and he runs into George. Mm-hmm. Edwin had wanted to watch TV without Lizzie seeing and George had gone to get some gas and then they hear Nora drying her hair in the kitchen and apparently it's only appropriate for her to use a hairdryer once a month. Since it's an energy sucker. But Lizzie busts them all anyway. Despite them trying to sneak around. My thing is though. Okay so Lizzie wants Edwin to. Slack like not slack. But um. Not watch this, not not watch as much TV. Which okay fine. She wants Nora to maybe dry her hair naturally. Instead of using the hair dryer all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay fine whatever. Um, But. George needs to get gas. Yeah. I mean, you might not like the fact that he has a gas car, mm-hmm. but he he can't just buy one for the sake of your project. And apparently he can. Well, I'm just saying like not at this moment in time, like even if he wanted to get something different like an electronic car, a hybrid car, mm-hmm. he would have to look into it first before he just like bought one. Mhm. Again, like, he probably needs to get to work the next day 
therefore he needs gas. Like, you can't really get too much on him. She's making it seem like he has a problem of getting too much gas all the time. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, George, where were you? Nowhere. You were getting gas, weren't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just like he has those gas containers all lined up in his garage or something. Yeah. Just filled with gas so he has it. <laughs> Yeah. Their house is like one little flame away from going up, like kaboom. <laughs> Jesus. Because he has so much gas in his, like, the garage or something. Oh, George, him and his gas yeah. problem. Then it cuts to Casey in the kitchen, and she's making signs for herself for her uh, thing. Which the debate is not the debate, the election is literally the next day. So I don't know why she's just now making mm-hmm. signs. It's because she's not cool enough. We know this. <laughs> and then she hears like a rattle, like someone's going through the trash mm-hmm. outside. And she's just like, who is that? Who's a there? serial killer. Like, she barely raises her voice whatsoever. Yeah. Like, And then the, the person who was later revealed to be Sheldon, he was like, it's no one. Don't worry about it. Like... <laughs> and she's like they both answer each other like how would you hear that like it's just uh so she opens the door and it's sheldon mm-hmm. and he comes inside and he's saying that he's trying to go through the garbage to find something on Derek. Mm-hmm. and um this is where sheldon then admits that he's under a lot of pressure to win since he has to live in a house with two former presidents and he doesn't want to be seen as the family failure he wants casey to to tell him something embarrassing about Derek. And Casey's like, well, I don't even know. She's like, Derek's untouchable. And he's like, you would think a guy that failed grade one, you wouldn't want him to be a president. Um, Sheldon's like, he failed grade one. And Casey's like, that wasn't no knowledge. And apparently it wasn't. But I have to say, this has to be one of the, the little bit of continuity that this show has. I'm trying to remember another example of him failing grade one. It happened in the first um, season. It was like one of the first episodes because uh, I think it was the same episode where he was like, I do, uh, Eric, you speak English, don't you? He was like, very goodly. Goodly. Oh, right, 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 right. And um, then George was talking about how he, gra- uh, how he failed grade one because he was like more po- like he was paying more attention to the girls in the class. Oh like, right, right, right. So yeah, like usually a lot of their like stuff they end up like rewriting because they don't remember something that happened in the earlier season. But this one particular fact they actually brought into this chapter, uh, into this season. So I was like, huh. Okay. All right. I remember that fact. What? I can relate with Derek about failing grade one. Because I, too, failed grade one. In my hand, I hold a psychiatric review of myself. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yes. It was when I was in grade four. I had to go to to see someone because I had, like, I have ADHD. So I had to go get, like, diagnosed. So I have a whole thing to which, apparently, I was told I failed grade one because I couldn't speak French. That's what I was told. 
I have in this file in my hand <laughs> that says <clears throat> she repeated grade one because of some social immaturity. So does that mean I'm socially retarded? Is that why I was sent back? <laughs> no. What does it mean? Am I just a failure at social cues? It just means that you were probably like making, like you were probably just having too much fun while everyone else was just like learning. But that doesn't have nothing to do with social immaturity. Yeah, because you weren't mature for your age. While all the other classes, while all the other cla uh, classmates were probably like sitting in their seat, you know, nice and quiet and everything, you were probably in the back like drumming your hands against the desk or something. Okay, because that's that totally fail. You're going to fail a kid because they drum their fingers on a desk. Well, because you were always distracted. So you probably didn't learn half of what you were supposed to learn. Let me let me read you this report. Well, some of it. Okay. Because it goes into detail about my birth, apparently. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it goes into details. Um, says, thank you for asking me to see this 10-year, 7-month-old girl in my office, <laughs> April 23rd. <laughs> with her mother regarding her tendencies to uh, distractibility, impulsivity, and disruption in the classroom. Whoa, destruction! What the hell were you doing? I disrupt people. I thought you said destruction. No, disruption. <laughs> she has always been known. I had this, like, image of you picking up, like, pelting, like... Penciled at people and like flipping over True. desks and stuff. <laughs> True. She has always been known to be somewhat hyperkinetic and distractible. And then, you know, I failed my grade one. Uh, apparently, she know I've my mother noticed that I have social interaction affected by my hyperkinetic tendencies. So apparently I can't talk to people because I'm hyper. <laughs> um, apparently my sister, who was 13, who in grade 7, was healthy and well. I was born and had, I was 7 pounds, 11 ounces. I had no neonatal distress. I have eczema, apparently. Well, I knew that. But this is all in my <laughs> file. Uh, hmm. I have occasional bronchospasms. That's my asthma. And you know what? Apparently I'm just socially retarded. No. <laughs> that came as a blow to me when I found out. I was like, you lied to me! No. Yeah. Now you all know. You were just a little distracted baby Vanessa. Now you all know why I could never run for president. Someone would find out. <laughs> she failed. <laughs> I failed grade one. <laughs> How sad. Oh boy. So Sheldon obviously goes off with this information and Casey feels bad because she didn't know that this was coveted information. So next morning, Casey is making chocolate chip pancakes with chocolate syrup, Derek's favorite. She knows Derek's favorite food. And Derek comes down, and he's like, oh, am I dying? And then she's like, 
not yet. <laughs> and she tells him that she told Sheldon about him failing grade one. And Derek gets, like, angry. He's just, like, thinking, like, oh, so I can't fight dirty, but you can. And Casey says that, you know, well, she'll drop out. Like, you know, not that it really matters. She's in freaking fourth place. Yeah, she should have done that in the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because uh, she said she'll drop out. And Derek's like, what, so you can run for hypocrite of the year? Yep. And Derek makes a dramatic exit. Only to come back to steal his pancakes and then leave again. Um, so Casey's then in the living room and she's dwelling over being a hypocrite. And Edwin comes in. He's like, well, you're not the biggest one. And then he said, Lizzie is. And Lizzie's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> she is. <laughs> and he crunched some numbers and Lizzie has the biggest carbon footprint of the whole house. Wild. And I didn't hear everything he was saying, but it was like she had a really bright light for her like fish tank or something. Yeah, she had a bright light. And then, um, oh, fuck, I don't remember what else he said. But I know the bright light for the fish tank was like one of them. Something like for the hamster oh, wheel or something. Hamster wheel or something. It was like the turbo. Oh. Like, wheel. Oh, see, something terrible. I don't know. He was, like, it was a bunch of, like, little, like, things that you probably wouldn't think would Mm -hmm. be it, but I think she was so focused on everyone else, she wasn't realizing what she was doing, Mm -hmm. too. Edwin basically threatens that for Lizzie to fake the results, or else he's going to, like, release this information. So that's what Lizzie decides to do. She's going to fake the results. Obviously. Don't you fucking yawn at me. (laughs) So now they're in the living room. Oh, wait, no, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now they're at school, and people are just getting ready to vote. And Casey comes, like, into the room, and she has a mega speaker in her um, hand. I don't know where the hell she got that from. And then she's just like, wait, wait, everyone. Yeah, where she got the mic. She has all of these things at her disposal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and her and De- and then Derek comes over and he tries to fight the megaphone out of her hand, and they're fighting over it, fighting over it. And then Sheldon just comes over, steals from both of them, and then tells the whole school that Derek failed grade one. Ooh. Oh, there's like a, a silence, and then someone's like, "I failed the grade two. That was fra- he failed grade four. Yeah, and then Derek's like, see, we all bounce back. Like, you know, and of course, you know, um, Derek, it just shows again that Derek is untouchable no matter what you throw at him. Like, he's able to spin it his way. Mm -hmm. So Sheldon's like annoyed that Derek was able to overcome that, so he just quits. (laughs) And then, so the basically, because Derek was the next um, in line to win, means that Derek should win. So he was just like, oh, yeah. And then Tinker's coming by, and he was like, when can I move into my office? And then Tinker's like, oh, that room got transferred into a recycling center. That was Casey's idea. Well. <laughs> so did Casey forget that that was the room, or did she just deliberately lie to Derek to get him to do what she wanted. 
Oh, that's a that's a good question. But you know what? We we she has psycho issues, so it's probably all of the above. <laughs> she did it all. She's like, haha, you get this office, but actually it's my recycle room where I will recycle the corpses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, morbid. Hey, my TED talk will be more morbid. Probably, probably. <laughs> um so because of this, and because he won't be getting the office, Derek quits. So Tinker comes over to Casey and he's like, that means you win by default. And she's like, oh my god, yes! And then she gets up onto the um, like the stairs and she starts like saying all this stuff and getting all excited. And someone yells out, vote none of the above! Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the guy who said he like failed grade four. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, poor Casey. Like, she's so excited about these things, but no one cares about no. her. <laughs> so, here, see, this is Emily being a good friend. Okay, she went up, and she's standing beside Casey, and she's like, guys, no, come on. Casey made me care about this stuff. Casey would be a great thing. She's like, we have to stick together. We have to, you know, start caring. And everyone's cheering and everything, and yes, good job. So, then it cuts to Derek at his locker, and Sheldon comes up to him, and he gives Derek the cold spray tickets as a sorry for saying, you know, revealing to the school that he failed grade one. So Derek's like, okay, cool. And then just as that's happening... (laughs) Because Stephen Sheldon's like, so do you forgive me enough to take me with you? And he was like, no. No. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but, um, and then right after Derek leaves the scene, Casey and Emily are walking up the hallway. And that's when the intercom turns on and they start to reveal who's going to win the presidency. And apparently it was a write-in ballot. But it ends up being Emily because of her little motivational like speech for Casey that won so many people over <laughs> that she won. For all she kept saying about being the president being lame and everything, she gets so excited. <laughs> um, Two face Emily, bitch. <laughs> That's not nice. Listen, we've never been nice to Emily this whole podcast. Why are we starting now? We were nice to Emily before. We've acknowledged when she's been a good friend. Yeah, but it's not mean calling her a two-faced bitch because we agree. (laughs) So that's how it ends with Emily winning. Well, that's how that scene ends. And then we go back to the household and Lizzie comes home to find Nora towel drying her hair, Edwin using a solar calculator, and George is looking into a hybrid car. <laughs> so dumb. It's like just like one of those classic um, educational programs where they have to spell it out for you. Like, this is what we're doing. Because look, we're going to be great. And we learned about the environment and now we're going to be so much more conscious of what we do. You know, Nora's trying to say, like, we learned a lot from what you were doing, Lizzie. Uh, and then Lizzie tells the family that they didn't even have the worst results. Someone else did. Oh, 
And now they call that girl Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> and then they all celebrate for not being the worst family. <laughs> Fucking horrible. They're like, they're proud to be maybe the second worst family. <laughs> Jesus. Bigfoot. <laughs> so this 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 group is just one of a kind, you know what I mean? That's just funny as hell. But yeah. Okay. So that was the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, our next episode should be the Q&A that we did. Yeah. We already have it filmed. Recorded. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> we already had it recorded. Um, it was going to be for, like last week's, but Vanessa liked the Survivor one more. Listen, so she wanted that one to be posted first. I think everyone loved it. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying, like that that was originally going to be the plan. All right, I just I want to make an announcement. Hmm. We are almost at two thousand plays. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Y'all legit. So yeah. Alright. Well, so if you have any questions at all about the show, uh what did you think about this episode? Leave comments. Also, um what was student council stuff like in your school? Did you, you know there was anything like Casey and Derek's? Was it like mine <laughs> um, with cow costumes? <laughs> so yeah just let us know that um if you're not following us on tumblr do so at daisy.tumblr.com if you're not following us on twitter follow us on twitter at oopsie daisy pod and that's it for now bye bye peace homie g <laughs> i don't know why